Welcome to a very special episode. This was recorded around the kitchen table at a family farm in country New South Wales. It captures the reaction of a family coming together for their first family assembly. As is the case with most families, it's a little noisy and a little chaotic. You'll hear the younger children running in and out of the paddock in the background. I encourage you to listen past this excitement to witness a profound moment when the family's patriarch became rather emotional at the sight of his daughters coming together and working together for the first time. Through several years of hard work, he was able to see his legacy in action. Take a listen. So I'm here with Jenny, who has just come off the back of our first family assembly after about over two years worth of work coming to this point. And I thought it'd just be appropriate to catch your thoughts in the moment following today. So how are you feeling now that you've had the first family assembly? Well, I think the first family assembly, which we've had over two days, um, overall went really well. I think people started to understand about what we're doing and where we're at, particularly spouses. It was nice to introduce them to where we're at and finally get them involved at a meeting and to finally also get the kids involved and I think they had a good time they contributed to the soil talk and (laughs) insights into that and uh, we've also bought them some piggy banks that we're going to give to them later about um, tell me about the piggy banks I just saw them okay well they're called the money savvy pig (laughs) and or the money savvy piggy bank and they are all, it's got, it's a piggy bank with four sections. It's got saving, uh, investing, spending, and charity. And so we've got to work out, we're trying to come up with a, um, a concept, not of saying um, how a goal to set for them. I think in three months' time as to where they're at with their money. Banks That's great. And, and we'll get together and say, how much money they have and how they chose to spend it. So starting to teach the value of money early and the age range between the kids right now is about what? Is 6 to 10. Okay. Do you think it's too early to start that young? Because I know that was a bit of a topic for discussion coming into the assembly. No, I think they're all now becoming aware of money and I think the earlier you can get them involved and having spoken with other people, you can have little projects about how to make a difference with money and how to use money. Yeah, and yeah, good. Let's talk about you a little bit and, and, and the family. What's been the most challenging aspect for the family over the last few years, really starting this journey from, from scratch? The most challenging aspect for the family has been getting everyone on board with it. One of my siblings has chosen not to be involved. She initially was quite keen and then chose to not be involved and I think now she's actually becoming interested two years in she's actually reconsidering and she's actually wanting to be involved with the family because she actually sees it as um that we're having fun and we're having getting together and we're coming up with ideas as a family and I think she sees and hears about that and she now wants to be involved yeah and that's not easy on the family I mean personally what's been your greatest experience in learning. You've been voted in by the family to essentially chair the council for the family. That's quite an honour. And, you know, doing this with your father very much alive and well, which I think is quite exciting to see a family do this ahead of those uh, moments when you have to make choices. How are you feeling personally about that journey? 
Well, it, it has had its, its challenges along the way, um, dealing with Dad and, and not only his ideas about where how it should be done, he's been quite reluctant to get outside advisors involved. He thinks that's going to make, I guess, himself and other managers who we have redundant, which is not what we're planning. Uh, I think we just need to get some independent advice and some outside perspective on what we're doing and why and where we want to head with that. And particularly we have agricultural farms and we're wanting some advice with that and my father seems quite reluctant to get that. He's happy to have an outside advisor with the share market. He's happy to have it with even with the real estate, but for some reason um, he doesn't want to get it with the farms. Well, let's be... Uh honest i remember the first things he said to me was we're not selling the farms as long as you know that's my plan and my intention Mm. Mm. and that's been a strong theme over the past few years is that a generational thing an inherent distrust of outside advice looking just to make a profit i think that the no i think they're his main passion the farms are his main passion the share market and the real estate are interesting but they're not his passion. The farms are his passion. He has been running them for a very long time. So I think that's his main... He would like to keep hold of them. He would like to see them generating an income and he would really like to see his soil program come to fruition and and be shown in greater yields within the, the fat lambs that we have and greater yields with crops. And he feels like he's leaving the place in a better situation that he found it. And today was a great day because we spent a lot of time in just education, educating about farm operations and the soil improvement and going out and digging up soil till the rains came on us. But (laughs) do you think that's going to help start? I love looking around the room and seeing all the families and all the generations represented. Do you think this will be a nice memory for him? Oh, absolutely. In fact, it was interesting because when he stepped out of the room, he got up and he thanked both Rhonda and Michael and he was he started crying you missed that but um, he was getting very emotional and I think he it was a huge relief and a huge comfort for him that that the kids were even so excited about it that we were starting to be involved and we were holding it with at the farms even though we've had multiple issues having the family assembly here um, he was he was incredibly touched beautiful that was when we went to get the kids and bring them yeah back in. you went out to get the kids uh-huh. and at that stage that's nice. dad thought right this is it we're about to have lunch i don't think he realized we we're about to have a kids oh, presentation great. and everything and he got up and he said i'm very grateful for for you Rhonda and michael about doing this and um i'm very hopeful that this will be carried on with the family that's lovely so, yeah well it leads to probably my last question which is yeah. just what advice do you have for families who are starting this journey particularly that generation that starts to wonder if the emotions are going to get in the way and it's all too much and they're meddling and they should just leave the children to figure themselves out once they've passed, which is a kind of traditional way of looking at passing on legacy. No, I think it's very important to get people involved, advisors involved, family involved, while if, if you can, while the wealth creator is around. So you really get a philosophical meeting of the minds between the wealth creator, the next generation, the advisors, everybody. So they know exactly what their wishes are and I think it's a great comfort to the wealth creator to 
get them to know that they're heard and acknowledged and their wishes are being carried out. As well, I think it's important to realise that it is a big learning curve when you take this on. I mean, everyone starts at a different level of knowledge and you don't know what you don't know till you start down the journey and then and it all kind of reveals itself. But also, I would also, getting being involved with the Private Wealth Network has been very helpful to find out where you should head and where you are heading and is that right and just seeing how other families do it. Everyone does it differently, whether you've got a family business or whether you've got a whole range of different assets that you're looking after. Everyone does it differently and so you have to see what's right for your family and I also think the more inclusive you can be with people, even though there's animosity and reluctance at the beginning to be involved and resistance to be involved, that you should keep the door open. And I think that I would say, uh, you know, always keep the door open to those people because you don't know. And it is worth joining different groups and going to seminars where you can learn. Yeah. Well, you've done a great job of encouraging that with... Everyone in the family, your sisters I've seen go from not having a strong knowledge around the financial side to having a much better sense about investment strategy and asking good financial questions and learning more about philanthropy and that side of things, which I hope to pick up on this same conversation in another year or two and see how the kids have gotten involved because that's really something that I know we want to make happen next. Mm. And I would there. also say it's been a huge bonus having you on board because without that, you need to keep the momentum and if you lose that momentum, you need to have quarterly meetings because it was interesting without having you to put a structure in place and keep everybody meeting regularly because even when you went and had a baby and you had a break, it kind of, you just felt that the momentum was being lost because we missed that three-month remark. So it was really six months till we had another meeting and that, I felt like we'd lost a bit of momentum. I, you know, my focus started going in other directions and I think other people... Find so, their interests again. No, yeah, it, the focus goes from that. You just, yeah, it, it lost um, momentum and it needed to get back on track again. Yeah, good. No, it's helpful advice because I think some families, it's a private thing and to invite anyone outside the family to be part of those conversations is um, not something taken lightly. So I think it's good to hear... For other families that that's something to consider just to help get them organized as mm. opposed to have to feel it's a necessity and also i i think you, you shouldn't wait till you're having a crisis within the family to get someone involved and that that is again something i heard at the private wealth network mm. that you should start off and get someone to help right from the start rather than thinking you can do it yourself and then waiting till the crisis hits and then getting someone involved because then it's a lot harder yeah and I think some of the sometimes I felt that the crisis could have been avoided had they had an independent person helping with family relations with organization and structure well I have to say your family given today's topic is very much about getting ahead of the next potential crisis or the next trend the next drought for instance so that the water in the soil is already sustainable and so by doing things like improving on the soil i think there's some really nice themes around improving on the family well before there is some desperate need to do it and i think there's a real testament to the family for that thank you for your time today i hope 
For those listening, you've enjoyed the sights and sounds of the farm, life behind us, and um, we'll talk again soon. Mm, Thanks, Thank you.